Steve Wozniak said, Wherever smart people work, doors are unlocked. Well, the fintech industry is brimming with smart people. Idealists, dreamers, movers and shakers who are unlocking the doors to new possibilities in the financial world. This is the Fintech Five. Joining us today on the Fintech Five is Michelle Tinsley of Tinsley Retail Insights. Thanks for joining us, Michelle. Nice to talk to you. Let's jump right into you know something that's really become a hot debate right now, which is the future of the branch within banking. And as an expert all around uh, things retail, we'd love your thoughts on what is the future of the retail branch experience. Well, I think a lot of people love to predict, you know, sensationally that branches will go away, everything will be done digitally. However, banks still need to know their customers, and so I think what we're going to see is an evolution of the branch. You'll see smaller footprint branches and or you'll see branches take on more services to draw people in. So you may see branches offering, you know, coffee shop, Wi-Fi. Um, We've seen in Europe where branches are even doing a little bit of dining, um, where, you know, a restaurant and a branch are co-located. So this is where I think we're really going to see mixed use and, and drawing more of that foot traffic in to keep the branches relevant. Hmm. You know, it's one of those things when people launch the cafe concepts, I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, I drink a lot of coffee. It's nice. But if I think of my ideal retail experience, you know, the the amount I interact with goods and services, so much of it has become digital. Are there any trends within the traditional retail world that you think are telling about what's going to happen within branch banking? Well, I think what you're going to see, much like in retail, a blending of the digital experience, whether it be home banking on a PC, mobile banking on a phone, to what's happening in the branch. They want to see a holistic view of the customer. In addition, banks face the same challenges as retailers in trying to keep their brand emotionally engaging. So how are they making sure that they stay top of mind? We've already seen surveys from folks like Javelin Research where the millennials are looking at, well, maybe I'd trust a tech company with my banking. And, you know, that that horrifies the traditional banks. And so they're looking at how do we stay relevant by continuing to pronounce what our brand stands for and engage those consumers and keep it a living relationship, even though you may only open a checking account every 10, 20 years, but there's still plenty of things you need to do with the bank in between. And so of the five key technological trends that you've outlined that you see is shaping the future of retailing, which, you know, quickly augmented reality, artificial intelligence, personalization, worker enhancement, and new supply chain innovations, where do you see those five elements fitting into the banking experience? Well, I think banking's already been on the forefront of adopting artificial intelligence. They're doing this everything from trying to find fraud earlier and looking for the the detections, whether either the way I use my computer, the the network of affiliations I have to see whether that's truly fraud or if it's really me. Um, In addition, we're seeing AI uh, do things like speed up the way they can um, increase credit lines or offer new loan products. Um, If a business is connected with their bank, they can start seeing their growth patterns in accounts receivable and shipping and and be able to extend them credit more quickly and keep them happy as a customer. 
I think that personalization piece absolutely plays out with banking as well. No two people are alike. Um, we look at things like, you know, again, having a car loan that may eventually turn into someday getting a home loan with a similar company and or in my experience, you know, starting on personal banking with a bank and then moving into starting up company finances with a bank and then doing merchant services with that bank. So that personalization will be key. We'll see things like digital signage in the lobby of a retail bank branch, being able to tailor the ads to not only the gender, but the age bucket. If I'm walking in with a young child in hand, it may be talking about college savings plans. If I look like a more mature adult, it may talk about IRAs and retirement savings accounts. So that type of personalization will help them very much increase their, their margins and serve their customers better. Well, and let's talk about augmented reality for a second. Is that going to be augmented reality within the branch, or do you think that we're now going to have our virtual branch that we begin to interact with? I think, again, a lot of this can can um, help with giving more of a personalized feel to interacting with a bank employee. We know that people are using chatbots and, and, again, ways to automate the process, but with augmented reality, they can have a virtual assistant that really looks like a human being, sounds you know, less robotic and, and enables you to give that more human touch and that it will represent their brand um, as they as they work with a customer. So I think in that respect, augmented reality could play out with banks as well. Which banks do you think, or credit unions, do you think are really doing a good job of adopting these technologies and pushing the forefront? I've, I've seen Bank of America doing quite a bit, you know, to try to move in this direction. I know they've got an innovation center uh, that they're working on that will help them again look at how they play out some of these in a, in a real setting. I think also Chase um, has had many, you know, they were on the advent of the digital, you know, depositing checks years ago. They're on the forefront of that. And so I look at those are two biggies. Um, I'm also very excited, honestly, by the early warning product, Zelle, and that it will really level the playing field and enable, you know, the, the U.S. banking system has over 6,000 banks and credit unions. You say there's no way those folks will have the deep pockets to create their own digital wallet. But with something like Azelle, they can actually, you know, white label that and, and get moving and offer new products to their customers, even if they are a smaller credit union or bank. All right. As we wrap up, last two questions. First, what is the most overhyped part of the fintech revolution? And secondly, where do you see the greatest promise for transformation? Well, it's kind of two sides of the same coin, and I would call that Bitcoin. <laughs> so um, I think... You know, in terms of cryptocurrency, uh, what scares me is I think some people are not really knowledgeable about what it is. They just hear about it and they buy it and they, you know, they're like, oh, it's hitting $11,000. But they're not really knowledgeable about um, how to get their money out someday and is it, is it really driving value. Um, so that's what I think is kind of overhyped is the, the buying, selling, the quick trading, you know, so to speak, of the cryptocurrencies. It might, at some point, my thinking is that will come crashing down, unfortunately, much like Florida real estate in the 20s or other, you know, boom bust products. But I do think there is real value in the distributed ledger technologies that are behind it. And where, again, I see banks using this already is in things like bond trading, stock trading, transfer of title. Mm -hmm. Things that today take us two to three days, and if it could happen in 20 minutes and we could have a tra traceable chain of custody, that's really powerful. So, you know, in my mind, we're going to see more and more of those useful deployments of distributed ledger technology. And then I guess, you know, I'm keeping my money out of uh, blockchain for now. You know, I have a very similar viewpoint that I think the overhyped part is the trading as an asset idea. But even on the cryptocurrency, I think there is strong potential even... Uh, more than just blockchain. It's just we're so in the infancy right now. And you know, the fact that 
the last couple of lift rides I've had, when you have a conversation with your lift driver and they bring up proactively, not even knowing I work in fintech, oh, you know, do you follow Bitcoin or I'm investing in Ethereum? It does make me worry just a little bit. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your insights, Michelle Tinsley. And we look forward to having you on the show sometime again in the near future. Oh, thanks so much. 